Hello, everyone, and welcome to CGF Minis Week 14, the final week of the regular season in the Corporate Global Football Dynasty League. My name is Jacob Park. And my name is Wyatt Keener. It's been exciting seeing the countdown to the playoffs on the top of the screen, hasn't it? It really has. Yeah, they got the uh, the second-by-second second update for you so you know exactly how long it is until um, until the big showdowns begin. Well, this week, our episode is brought to you, as always, by CGF Minis, the delicious milk chocolate candy treat with the sweet, tangy center <laughs> that leaves you wanting more. Shipments are going out. I've heard uh, heard some reports that some arrived in Jackson, Tennessee, I believe, over the over the past uh, past few days. Isn't uh, General Manager General Manager Hall is talking about that, or am I completely misremembering? No, I, I think he did mention that he. He saw that, and I've heard rumors, or so, I guess saw rumors on, on Twitter, that there may be a new special playoff edition coming Ooh. out for the playoffs with some unique flavors. So I uh, don't know if there's any credibility to that yet, and I'm, <laughs> we might get in trouble for even mentioning that on a podcast sponsored by CGF Minis, but uh, I just wanted to share what I heard because I'm pretty excited to try the new flavors. Wow. Um, first, I'm hearing it, and uh, I can't wait to see what they've got in store. They always test the limits of the human palate. <laughs> all right why do you want to give us our standings update for the final time this regular season yeah and things are certainly taking shape in first place the bruce matthews have clinched a uh the number one overall seed no way for anything else to happen the second seed is still very much up for grabs between the winter faces and the gotham knights who currently sit in third the God Kings, fresh off their victory versus the Pit Kings, uh, jump a couple of spots back to fourth in the Marley Magic and the Matrix round out the playoff picture as those teams fight for seeding. The draft order, I would say, is set. What do you say, Jake? Do you think these top four are pretty much locked into place? Top four picks, so the bottom four places. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think the only possible flip could be uh rocky mountain mooses and pit kings depending on yeah. how this goes um still only 40 points I separate would, them so possibly. right and i'd have to beat the mooses uh which i don't think is gonna happen even if i wasn't trying to tank uh i just don't have any healthy running back so <laughs> yeah uh, we've got what four four or five that are on ir right now but um with that said, it seems then likely that the popular ballers will be picking first overall, the Pit Kings second overall, the Mooses third overall, and Touchdownton Abbey fourth overall in the 2023 CGF draft. For the for these teams, the countdown at the top of the screen is that uh, <laughs> counting down toward the draft and the excitement of watching the college football players in the bowl games, seeing who they like, and starting to make their draft boards heading into the offseason. Yeah, I had to give each of these jerseys a, a hug as I, I put them in the display <laughs> case. No, no, not going to gonna get to see them until next year. It's always sad to put away uh, almost half the teams for the season. But there has to be a winner, and for there to be a winner, there has to be losers. Oh, wow. Poetic. It's going to be fun to see <laughs> what, what tinkering these teams might have up their sleeve in the offseason, too. It's the debut season for the Mooses, and uh, we can talk about them more as we, we talk about their matchup here in a minute. Yeah, and they're up first, so we can uh, segue right into that. We have the Rocky Mountain Mooses visiting the popular ballers 
teams have only met once uh, when the popular bars defeated them early on in the season. Boost is coming to this one on a one-game losing streak, while the Ballers have dropped four straight. The uh, Mooses, after taking some criticism three weeks ago for starting what seemed like a tanking lineup, have responded with two enormous weeks. They were the top-scoring team in Week 12 and the third-highest-scoring team in Week 13. Unfortunately, they were going up against the second-highest team in the Gotham Knights. This was uh, Hucky V's Game of the Week, and we saw it come to fruition with an exciting battle that ended up with the Gotham Knights winning by 10 points. Uh, the, the, the Mooses are positioning themselves well for the uh the 2023 season i think we talked last week about who's going to make the playoffs how long will it take everyone to make the playoffs i think you've got to expect at this point the moose is to be um one of the the teams at the top of that playoff conversation especially if they can add some quarterback depth in the offseason or if kenny pickett and trevor lawrence can take some steps forward uh their favorite to win this one uh, we'll see no teams have been too aggressively tanking outside of that one week where the the mooses did but since then they've been playing straight up so uh, currently still slated to start uh, all the stars, Garrett Wilson, DK Metcalf, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, et cetera, et cetera. So <clears throat> should be a fun product on the field for the Mooses. On the other side, the popular ballers, I think even if you win, I still feel confident you would have the number one overall pick. Um, you're 80 point, no more than that. You're 120 points clear of the next person. So essentially impossible uh, the popular bars haven't scored more than 120 <laughs> points many times this season. And like you said, very short on running back at the moment. Uh, Deshaun Watson, we talked about it last week. The big news for the team was his debut at the Browns, and he did not look good. But uh, <laughs> we, we cautioned that there may be a warming up period as he uh, was 12 for 22 with an interception and only 6.34 fantasy points, but hasn't played football in over a year and a half. And while you can practice a whole lot, quarterback has to be the toughest position to adjust to game speed, given the reading defenses. And uh, it is a new playbook. He's not coming back to the offense that he was in most recently. So I'm sure all of this feels a bit foreign. And so just like the Browns in real life are out of the playoffs and tuning him up for the 2023 season, popular ballers look to do much the same as they, uh, for the first time in a long time, have their QB core intact with Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, and Derek Carr heading into 2023 with a lot of young talent around them. Yeah, I was going to ask you how he looked. I didn't. I saw his score, of course, wasn't too impressed, but I, I don't think I caught even a minute of a single game this week. So um, even more than usual, you're going to have to kind of carry the analysis. But um, another interesting fact, I was just looking at uh, over my calculator I'm using when uh, keeping my median standings for when we, if you know, if we saw the median. Yeah. Ballers only beat the median twice the entire season. And in both those times, we were no higher than fifth best team. For the <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, hey, man. Scraping by, though. That's uh, it's better than nothing. He, um, I didn't watch the Browns. I try not to watch the Browns ever uh, in any kind of, I just don't <laughs> like watching them, uh, no matter if it's, Baker Mayfield or Jacoby Brissett or Deshaun Watson or any other player. I don't find them fun to watch, uh, but I saw uh, some, I'm, I know, I'm sorry. I saw a highlight, uh, a low lights, I guess, of his worst passes. And it was brutal. His like footwork was bad. He was missing receivers by like 10 yards, like spiking the ball into the ground way in front of them. The interception he threw was like, I don't know how he didn't see the defender. He was just staring right at him. Um, so less than impressive, but again, uh, 
he's, I mean, what he had four years. I don't know exactly how many years he had before all this uh, sexual perversion and sex crime stuff happened, but he's got plenty. Yeah. Four years, four years of a, an NFL track record and a, an incredible college career to show us that he will be surely one of the, the top 10 or 12 QBs in 2023. We sure hope so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving into uh, our next matchup this week. We have the God Kings visiting the winter faces uh, series record for this one is four to three in favor of the winter faces. This matchup has happened more than any other in the entire league, as this will be the eighth time the teams have met up um, looking increasingly like you probably will not meet up at least in the first round of the playoffs. As I think the God Kings pretty well slotted into fourth or fifth uh, place minimum. Yeah. Um, both teams coming in on one game win streaks. Uh, winter faces are looking nice in their alternates. I hope you don't mind. I, I put you in those for this one. I appreciate. Uh, I like it. the way it pops against the gold of the God Kings. Uh, but what what notes do you have for this game? Yeah, well, I I meant to say something to you, and I'm sorry I didn't DM you. But yeah, <laughs> I I think we'd only won the alternate. I think we had only worn the alternates. Excuse me, one other time this season. Do you know? Is that right? That is right because I went to check before I. I didn't think yep. you had one more than once. I yeah, and that's two for for Jersey. Yeah, that's bad. That's uh, that's not <laughs> that's mismanaging my uniforms. And uh, the last home game of the season versus uh, a good rival like the God Kings, I'm thrilled to have the boys out there in the greens. Um, the God Kings went down, or excuse me, hosted the Pit Kings. They brought the Pit Kings up to the land of the gods with that sixth place position and that six and six record, and they showed that they are more than willing to uh, be lords of the underworld in addition to lords of the heavens. A big win in their rivalry game last week versus the brother Colton. Uh, this week, it was mentioned by Hunter Hawes on the Discord, a brutal bye week for the team. They about have to start the players that they currently have started, especially if Kadarius Tony is unable to play. He's uh, been limited so far this week with his recurring hamstring issues. That said, Devontae Adams has put up over 30 points in three of the last five weeks. I know I talk about him every time I talk about the God Kings, but it's hard not to. He's been wide receiver one, like the wide receiver at one, the highest scoring wide receiver of the week in all three of those weeks. He's gone over 30 points. Uh, you don't know if it's going to be Josh Jacob as Josh Jacobs as the RB one or Devontae Adams as the wide receiver one. But between the two of them, one of them will be setting the pace uh, for both the Raiders offense and fantasy football at large. And so he starts the uh, the God Kings off Thursday night with what should be an intimidating score for the winter faces to come back from. Otherwise, Miles Sanders has been an unheralded star this year. We haven't mentioned him, but uh, he uh, will look to run rampant against the New York Giants defense in what should be a tough matchup. How about Jamal Williams? The man has what seems like 30 touchdowns this year. And that's an exaggeration, but quick math right now. He has uh, 14 despite... Uh, very rarely playing over half the snaps. He's not the dominant running back in the offense, but he is the dominant point scorer. So for, far with a very productive touchdown scoring year. On the other side of the ball, the winner faces had a very important matchup. Uh, your game of the week last week, I believe. Is that right? Uh, winner faces yep. versus Marley Magic. And the winner faces right. were able to do what they were unable to do in the week against the Gotham Knights. They, uh, the, the, she was on the other foot in the matchup versus the Magic. The Magic played well in the early games and were projected to win heading into the afternoon slate. But this time, 
the three o'clock players for the winter faces, the Debo Samuels, the Christian McCaffreys, all those West Coast guys, uh, well, and the Chiefs, um, were able to turn it around. Um, Patrick Mahomes touchdown throw to Jarek McKinnon, a Joe Burrow touchdown throw to T. Higgins uh, turned the tide. And then the Cowboys wide receivers drove the dagger in on Monday night. A huge comeback to continue that race for the bye. Uh, the winner faces are currently projected to win this matchup 63% of the time because of the God Kings, buys and injuries. But anything could happen. Uh, some questionable tags on on uh, the roster of the winner faces. So we may not see their roster at its full health as I start preparing my excuses now for any <laughs> potential Sunday letdown. We know that this one's always fun, always exciting. Like you said, it's frustrating that we won't get to see a, a matchup in the playoffs. The winner faces are going to be either the two or the three seed. The God Kings are going to be the four or the five seed. So I think that means that the only way they could play each other is in the championship. Well, yeah, it is. So, um, so it could happen then. Yeah, it definitely could. We've seen both these teams play uh, some very impressive football over the course of the year. So uh, we, I personally would love to see that matchup. And I know there are a few other fans that are rooting for that as well, but we'll see. I, I got to take this time to ask real quick, and this is irresponsible by, from, from me. Do we Are we still reseeding after each round? Do you know? As far as I know, we are. Yeah, okay. I don't think it got reversed in the, the summit. I was kind of wondering that myself while I was getting the, uh, the playoff jersey matchup thing set up today uh but yeah i think as far as i know people like that so i think it's stuck yeah okay i thought it was still in existence too but i wasn't sure uh and i will add this is my game of the week <laughs> uh we matching again i think i picked winter faces maybe three games yeah you have three in a row it's like you got a crush two. on us or something <laughs> well this it's hard to kind of a barren field for game of the week <laughs> this week that's i mean it's you got to be either this one or, or or our fifth matchup um yeah. <clears throat> there isn't a whole lot left to be decided really the biggest thing is probably who could who's getting the buy in the first round so for that to happen the god kings would have to win this matchup and gotham knights would have to beat touchdown to nabby so yeah if you're hunter halls you're probably sending a a bucket of cgf minis over to the locker room of the the god kings before the game you know wishing them luck and it's the season uh, we've seen kind uh, of in their hands. We've seen that the uh, the Gotham Knights GM does have a history of meddling in uh, other teams' <laughs> matchups. So we'll see see if uh, that bucket doesn't show up. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep, it just might. All right, on to the next one. We have the Pit Kings visiting the Marley Magic. Old time series record is two to one in favor of the Pit Kings. Both these teams come into this game on a two game losing streak. Uh, Pit Kings have been mathematically eliminated as of last week. And the Marley Magic are, I believe, currently in fifth. Uh, a win here with a God Kings loss could push them up to fourth. But as me and Wyatt uh, discussed with each other a little bit before the show, those fourth and fifth seeds are almost interchangeable with receding uh, playoff seeds. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it uh, should be, this should be one of those ones that's an automatic Marley Magic win this week. Um, Pit Kings tried their best in that rivalry matchup last week, but unfortunately injuries to both of their starting quarterbacks early in the game meant that they put up a um, a very disappointing score. Again, not any fault of their own. They're projected for a very solid 155, but only scored 97, the lowest scoring uh, score of the week and uh, um, the largest miss by their projection. Um, 
Don't want to pile on the Pit Kings, though. Again, that's a very respectable franchise run by a, <laughs> a very high-quality front office. Uh, got a lot of young talent. And they should, I imagine, approach this. They have a shown. They have shown a history, as uh, drew the ire of co-host Jake. They have shown a history of willingly tanking, and they don't really have a choice <laughs> this upcoming week. Um, they only have one quarterback who is eligible, to, or who, who is projected to put up any points, in Tyler Huntley, uh, Lamar Jackson's backup. So we'll see if they tinker with the rest of their lineup to, you know, get some, uh, maybe Eno Benjamin starts over. Damian Pierce or whatever it may be, but um, currently projected to play it straight up and still lose, but they're only projected to lose by seven points. Uh, well, nearly eight to the Marley magic who, after that incredible run of seems like five straight. Yeah, it was five straight um, have now lost two straight and they uh, hopefully don't want to streak, continue that streak any further than it currently is. They have run into QB issues of their own. They, uh, blew their remaining fob, which it's not like there's much time left to use it, but they, they spent their remaining fob to secure Brock Purdy, the 49ers' uh, new starting QB after Jimmy Garoppolo's injury. And so he immediately start, slots into the starting lineup as uh, Brissett has lost his job, Matt Stafford is on the IR, and Marcus Mariota is on bye. Uh, they should have Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback as they head into the playoffs. So it does seem like that QB issue they had just one week ago, we mentioned that they only had two starters. Seems like they're now at four, potentially, if Baker Mayfield does start. So um, the Browns offense, we mentioned what effect would it have on players like Nick Chubb, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Not too much there, but A.J. Brown in his revenge game against the Titans puts up 31.9 points. Uh, results in Titans owner Amy Adams drunk firing G- general manager John Robinson who tr- John John Robinson excuse me who traded AJ Brown away and uh, that's as a bunch of GMs here that's the type of fate we all dread trading away a talent like that and uh, eventually meeting our demise but the nice thing is most of us are owner general managers so we uh, we just have to deal with the guilt ourselves. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about this one. The Marley Magic just better not lose it. That would be mightily embarrassing if they lost to an actively tanking Pit Kings team. And uh, they pr- probably still are the five seed, but it's not out of the question that they could fall to six. I just would be shocked if they fall out of that four or five matchup with the God Kings. Yeah, I didn't realize. Well, I guess I did think they had Baker Mayfield. I was trying to remember who had him when I heard that he would been signed by the Rams earlier this week. So that, that worked out well for them. Yeah, um, I guess they were gifted a handcuff then because you got trained him, and there's no way they knew that. <laughs> yeah. But um, also, I want to say, as far as my anger at tanking, it <laughs> is it's more based on if if you still have a chance to make playoffs, that's when I don't like it. When you're throwing in the towel, you can still make it's more understandable once you're already mathematically eliminated. Although it's still not fun for anybody. Um, <laughs> no, I know, I know. I was just rattling this. I came down hard on Colton last year, and I you know I felt a little guilty about it. I had all off season to think about it. Um, but it seems and like he learned his lesson. Now, as you face the decision of whether to think or not, <laughs> I imagine that uh, makes you gracious in other ways too. Yep, yep. Experience can change you. All right, That's on right. to our our fourth matchup this week. We have the Bruce Matthews visiting the Matriarchs. Bruce lead the old time series score four to one. They're coming under this one on a two game win streak, while the Matriarchs are on a one game losing streak. I believe they dropped. Uh, last week, two touchdowns in Abbey. That's right. 
Yeah, they lost on a buzzer beater um, in Monday Night Football. Rashad White caught a game-winning touchdown for the Buccaneers with three seconds remaining, maybe two, and it was also a game-winning touchdown for Touchdowton Abbey. That should secure the Matriarchs as the sixth seed. That's assuming they lose this matchup. No disrespect to the Matriarchs, but because of the team they're playing on the other side of the field. The Matriarchs have played some very impressive football lately, despite Derrick Henry's uh, significant underperformance over the past four weeks. He's been RB29, RB19, RB41 in three of those four weeks. Only one impressive week. That said, as they... Um, play their most important games here in December. Derrick Henry has great matchups against Jacksonville. And then if they can beat the Chargers, if the Matriarchs can advance past the first round, uh, we get that juicy, juicy Derrick Henry versus Houston Texans defense, a defense that he notoriously carves up. Uh, this Earlier this year, he had 35.8 points. So um, some potential for them to make some noise against one of those by teams if they're able to advance that far. I guess it would be a rematch of this week, actually. Yeah, they, play, they play the Bruce again. Yeah. Um, Assuming they're sixty, which yeah, looking like it's gonna happen. Yeah, so I guess this is a good scouting opportunity for each of these teams. Um, Tony Pollard has earned the starting spot on the Matriarchs roster, relegating Ezekiel Elliott to the flex, and deservedly so. An impressive stretch for him in the second half of the season. We'll see what uh, what they're able to cook up, but again, they they beat their projections last week despite losing to the uh, to two touchdown to Nabby. I don't want to act like it was a disappointing result they put up 150 plus and um it was a, a in general it was a quality week of football across the cgf the median score was 154.69 which is the third highest of the week uh or of the season excuse me and last week the median was 159.27 so that's that was the second highest scoring median score of the week so um teams are really rounding into shape even as we have some tankers on the other side <laughs> of the standings Again, we respect the tankers. They, you know, like you said, they're eliminated, and they, most of them, are still trying, uh, trying their best. The Bruce Matthews have had a rough stretch in their last three games. They're averaging 165 points per game. That's not the highest in the league. That's below the Gotham Knights and the Winter Faces. Even the Rocky Mountain Mooses are nearly um, above that mark. They had a terrible week ah. three weeks ago when they when they tanked and they only got 77 points. But if if they had just a few more, they would have had it because they're high scores. The Matriarchs are just below that 165 a week figure. And so uh, these teams are, in a sense, trending in, in different directions. At the same time, we saw this happen with the Winter Faces last year. They got off to a dominant start in the regular season, looked like they were untouchable for the first eight, ten weeks or so. And then by the end of the regular season, touchdown to Nabby and Brews were playing better football. Um, maybe the Brews are just coasting and letting their foot off the gas a little bit, making sure they're in shape for the playoffs and uh, if they can repeat that same pattern that the Winter Faces established last year, get their first CGF championship. Um, it's been fun to watch this team all year. Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs. I saw a, um, a mock draft, a mock fantasy football draft for the 2023 season. And that mock fantasy football draft had those two players, Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs, as number one overall and number two overall. So that tells you the, uh, the high-end talent that this team has. Lamar Jackson should be back sooner than later, it seems. Um, at the, uh, this is why it's so nice to have the buys. You can you can get your players. Well, I guess he doesn't have Lamar Jackson, but he has Mark Andrews. That's what I'm trying to say. And you you get um, you get people healthy. Of course, it's more time for injuries too. But all I'm trying to say here, excuse me, is that Mark Andrews' uh, numbers with Tyler Huntley are 
wildly impressive. I think that they rivaled his numbers with Lamar Jackson. I saw some stats, and I apologize that I don't have them for you here today. But um, nothing to be concerned about for the uh, the Brews as the Mark Andrews owner. So rounding into playoff shape, the, your number one overall seed, the Brews Matthews. And uh, again, both of us are kind of assuming that they'll win, but Sleeper only gives them a 63% chance. It's not not a walk in the park. Nothing's guaranteed. Very true. If the Brews do win, as we expect, though, um, and you manage to hold off the Gotham Knights from that second buy spot, the Matriarchs and Gotham Knights would meet in round one, which would be the third year they met in the playoffs. Um, wow. Which would be adding to that that drama and lore there. It's almost like reminds me of the uh, the Bills and Chiefs where they just can't quite yeah. get past the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, the Gotham Knights <laughs> have it's fallen inevitable. to the Matriarchs, so he'll get a chance to redeem himself. It's looking like uh, things work out. So wow, that's a the Bills Chiefs is a great comparison because it looks like the Bills might get the Chiefs this year. There, uh, but who knows? We the other thing I want to add, sorry, is that uh, the other matchup that the Matriarchs would have would be the winner faces. Or yeah, if the if the uh, if we lose this week, we would fall to the three and almost certainly play the Matriarchs, and then that has a little. Uh, Fun matchup of the CGF one versus CGF two champ. In oh, that round one. so some intrigue yeah, either way in that true. three six matchup. I don't think you guys have ever played in playoffs once, so you haven't played that much in general. I'd have to look back at the. Yeah, I don't feel like I've played the Matrix much. Database, maybe three or four times, but <laughs> I have to look back <laughs> through the database. Oh boy! Well, that uh, we'll segue into the the final matchup because we were just talking about them anyway. The Gotham Knights are visiting Touchdown Ten Abbey. Uh, all-time series score between these two teams is 2-2. Two to two. Gotham Knights are coming into the matchup on a four-game win streak, uh, during which that win streak they've beaten both the Winterfaces and the Brews Matthews, so yeah. and the other top dogs, and a very high-scoring Rocky Mountain Mooses in one of those games, too. Yeah. Um, and the fourth was a popular baller, so. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> it's they're, elite company. <laughs> elite company. You think uh, of the four big dogs of the league. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, like we, we mentioned already, uh, Gotham has to win this game if they want a shot at the bye. Uh, it's reminded me of the World Cup where it's not just their result, but the result of the uh, the other matchup going on that matters. So I uh, don't know if you block out that from your players in the game <laughs> so they don't, don't look at the scoreboard that's showing what's happening around the league so they keep playing hard. But uh, a must win for the Knights against a touchdown to Nappy team that's on a little win streak here. Yeah, Justin Herbert's going on Sunday night. Let's see, do they have any Monday night players? Mike Williams on Sunday night. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the approach is from the coaching staff if they if they let those Chargers players know how many points are needed from them. Um, the winner faces will have Ramondre Stevenson and Hunter Henry going on Monday night, though. So they won't won't know exactly what they need, but the uh, the winner faces will. The Gotham Knights, as you said. When they started this streak, they were four and five and were the biggest disappointment in the CGF. And they're now looking like the team you do not want to face. Uh, they, like you said, have taken out both the Bruce Matthews and the Winter Faces, the other two teams ahead of them in the standings. And Josh Jacobs and Travis Kelsey, I was listening to another uh, fantasy sports uh, show where they said that the two most valuable players in their minds going into the fantasy football playoffs are Travis Kelsey and Josh Jacobs. And both of them are on this team. Um, it, so we mentioned um, in last week's episode that Josh Jacobs was seemingly the biggest surprise or the, um, the player who's playing above expectation in fantasy football. And uh, the Gotham Knights general manager pointed out that 
before the season, Josh Jacobs was traded from the Rocky Mountain Mooses to the Knights uh, in a package based around Jake, Josh Jacobs and AJ Dillon. So it's a, we mentioned AJ Dillon. Sorry, this is getting wordy, but AJ Dillon is one of the biggest disappointments of the season. How wild that, uh, that those two players would have such opposite tra- trajectories when that trade was made just a few months ago. Um, the, Gotham Knights are projected to win this matchup 57% of the time. Touchdown to Abbey has no reason to throw in the towel. They've locked up that fourth overall draft pick. And as mentioned every week since we started recording, have a steadfast resilience to play their best, try their hardest every single week. It's a, uh, it's, as you look at the standings, if they were to pull off this upset, they would be within one game of the uh, the sixth seed. Obviously, there's not enough time to make that ground up, but a very disappointing year for Ruddy Rodriguez and the touchdown to Nabby, but yet a year that was not far off from the playoffs. If uh, some things had broken better in the first half of the season, they would be right there in this mix. Uh, that said, they uh, they look to get back on track. Or, excuse me, not get back on track, but continue their winning ways against the Gotham Knights. They're currently starting both Tampa Bay running backs, an interesting strategy. And uh, we'll see what what their quarterbacks, Jared Goff and Sam Darnold, cook up after Darnold has regained the starting job in, in Carolina. Will he have a starting job in 2023? If not, their quarterback situation will be dicey. And you expect that they might address their quarterback need in the 2023 draft. Uh on the other side of the football, this is where more of the intrigue is. Sorry to the touchdown to Nabby and their fans. Again, a very exciting team. We look forward to seeing Tyree Kill and Jamar Chase every week. Um, on the other side of the football, the Gotham Knights have been getting contributions from all over. You mentioned that they've been getting some lights out point totals. And uh, as they uh, as they get ready for the playoff stretch, you're just daunted by the the uh, potential that still exists, the untapped avenues of point totals. Pat Fryermuth, in my mind, is the tight end two going into the playoffs. I expect him to be putting up gaudy numbers every week. And uh, between him or Kelsey, it feels like you've got to own one of them in a tight end premium league. And the Gotham Knights have both of them on their roster. Saquon Barkley was a sensation in the first half of the season. Um, looked like he would finish as the RB1. Has not played quite as well lately. But um, after his tough matchup against the Eagles this week, he gets some defenses to feast on, particularly in the last two weeks of the playoffs versus Minnesota and Indianapolis. If uh, if you're the rest of the teams in the league, you're hoping that the Gotham Knights get eliminated as quickly as possible. But uh, it, with a win this week and a winner faces loss, as mentioned, they could secure a bye and guarantee that they're at least at round for the semifinals. A terrifying roster. And uh, a game to watch this week. We don't want to write write this one off as a Gotham face win already. Gotham face, excuse me. Gotham Knights win already. I'm excited to see what touchdown to Navi do on the other side of the football. All right. Well, there you have it. That is our our preview for the final week this season. Uh, when we talk to you guys next week, we'll be looking at the actual playoff bracket, which is exciting to think about. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to get that design set up and, and sent out. Just uh, excited to see how this uh, this chapter in the story ends. So um, I didn't prepare a question for you this week, Wyatt. Do you have anything uh, else to discuss? We might let everybody out early. 
You, I'll just add that you mentioned in Discord earlier today, we're recording on Thursday, the uh, prediction I had preseason. It was presented without commentary, and uh, you did remove my identity, but I'll own up to it. This was before my days as an analyst. I predicted the popular ballers to be the 2022 CGF champs, and unfortunately, that is now impossible. I'll delay that to 2023 and go ahead and get ahead of my Super Bowl or my CGF pick in 2023. But uh, did you... We were all putting hot takes out there at that point, or at least a few people were. Do you, did you notice anything else that stood out, or did you just go back for that comment? I was just reading comments in general, but I don't remember seeing uh, okay. what, what, did, what are you are you hinting? About oh, I don't know. No, I'm not digging for anything. I just remember <laughs> that several people were posting their. I I don't even remember if it was specific to the CGF or if it was about fantasy football at large. That would be a fun uh, fun little thing. I'll I'll go back after this episode and I'll dig around and see what's in there. One other fun thing I did see on the way was uh, Gotham Knights GM Hunter Hall's saying that the score he got that week was his floor, which I remember oh. was funny because I know the very next week he, he scored lower. I remember I put it in the Jersey database actually. I noted it, so it's in there for <laughs> all of history. Uh, I can't help but the Gotham Knights. <laughs> the Gotham Knights have stared injury luck in the face and have just said that they're not going to get injured. I don't understand. Uh, Hunter Haas has been confident in his his team's players and their depth, but really, with as old as their roster is, it's a miracle that they've been able to to go this long. And again, I know they've had injuries to Mike Williams. Michael Thomas is, of course, out for the year. But um, you look at a young roster like the Popular Ballers and how much um, how many injuries they've endured this year. It's been uh, it's been playing with fire, and we'll see how that goes <laughs> as the season, the NFL season, wears on, and these players takes that take their knocks and bruises. Yep, we wish uh, wish him the best of luck. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'm not implying anything else. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Well, we'll go ahead and, and leave you there for this week. Have a good rest of your week. Enjoy the Thursday night game if you're watching tonight. Uh, and we will talk to you next time.